What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line or maybe even read stories with me or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me head on over to patreon at lorehammer listener lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show enjoy the 40k podcast where you get to write the script hey everyone i'm your host mark and i'll do your favor uh take your earbuds out because we got big d dylan on the show how's your audio levels mate uh yeah yeah they're there they're yeah i'm just gonna cut that screen uh, but... fuck you how's your dick and balls <laughs> hanging low hanging swinging it's oh sweet cherry oh yeah man i'm just Little to the left uh, I only appear on Zoom calls now to people It's for my socialization, so I never wear pants. So they're always out flopping around. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd get coconut leaves or banana leaves now where the fuck you are in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's crocodile why I skins. need to make a nice little uh, palm tree skirt for myself. <laughs> How many already... skirts have you made so far? None, but, you know, it's on the list now that I've thought about it. I've uh, <laughs> also been eyeballing some nice straw hats and just debating if I want a piece of straw for Panama out of my mouth or who knows what. Yeah, clearly it's straw hat and a pipe. So, you know, we're yeah. chair, obviously. Yeah, exactly. There's some great options out there for sweet old Panamark, but uh, we're not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Are you sure? All right. Yeah, I guess yeah. No, this is, a, this is a podcast about 40K short stories that uh, listeners write. Oh, I um, love 40K short stories that listeners write. That's my favorite subject. Yeah, yeah. The podcast is called Lorehammer Listener Lore. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what kind of stories do we have in store for us today, Mr. Mark? Yeah, so today we're going to be reading you guys a nice, uh, soothing bedtime story about some <laughs> dark Eldar and Cormora. All right, we'll see if my ADD can keep up. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> this is called A Red Hand Weeps, and mm. it is by, unfortunately, I closed the email. Well, <laughs> get wrecked, anonymous, get fucking wrecked, anonymous. No one cares. <laughs> he read your name and he didn't give a shit. <laughs> I already sent a thank you email, so at least that's 
automatic. <laughs> yeah, but that like bajillion people don't see that. So just yeah, really yeah. crush. This guy wrote five pages of goodness. You weren't even acknowledging it. You're cut. I mean, uh, carrot, carrot. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. I'll find it and we'll say it at the end of the episode. So now you have something to stay tuned for. Even if the story's bad, you're like, well, at least now I need to know who the fuck wrote this. <laughs> we need someone to thank or blame by yeah. the end of this. Exactly. I will have the answer. So let's dive into a red hand weeps. Yeah, sick. Let's do it. For 10 cycles, the Limeria, the captured sons of Cormora, had passed overhead while the doors to the private rooms had remained sealed. The pull cord, which would ring for attention within the chambers untouched. Cabalite guards stood for long hours, guaranteeing that shrewborn guests would, be, would not be interrupted. A cacophony of tempting moans and enticing howls had spilled out into the reception landing each time the doors had opened to admit yet another guest. Flickering lights revealed entwined limbs, soft tendrils of hallucinogenic pollen were carried upon perfumed air. All their senses tempted the guards to abandon their posts and join in the hedonistic delights. <laughs> We're getting sexual, Dylan. Come on, oh, don't let me down, Anonymous. Bow. That's why we don't have the name. Check <laughs> is hard. Continue. Their mistress, red-handed Asuride, daughter of the Lord Archon, and their sworn chard, had sealed the doors behind her guest. Flecks of blood were already upon her cheek. A smile played upon her wet lips, tempting the lowly vat-born guards with the promised pleasure she she, which she was reserving for their betters. Mm. Clad only in a pair of shimmering elbow legs gloves. I'm getting aroused, Dylan. This is fucked. <laughs> Bangbros.com. <laughs> sponsored by Pornhub, dude. Yeah. She pushed the doors closed for a final time. She lifted her bosom. No, I just, I'm just fucking... <laughs> We can make up the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> the reinforced armor locks clicking into place and killed all sound from within. Such demand for prolonged privacy was unusual. But who would question an Archon's daughter and how she wanted to run her own orgy? Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. What delights did she want to keep secret behind her doors until she chose to reopen them and allow her guests to spread word of this, her spectacular depravity? And doors is a euphemism there. It's not literal. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. A reception landing ringed with ornate chase lounges placed hosts to the guards. A large circular table dominated the center of the room and held the remnants of food and drink. A crystal skylight let the persistent twilight of the city fill the chamber. Games of chance had been played, mild narcotics ingested, but nothing had held the guests' interests for long. A tense pair of a tense air permeated the landing, frustrated and turned to boredom, which had turned to dangerous restlessness. The slim hope that they might be able to vicariously indulge in some spillover from the orgy had, <laughs> had been dashed. <laughs> Not even a moan had escaped since the soundproof doors had closed, let alone a whiff of the soul nourishing debauchery that must be occurring. Splinter rifles rested along the walls or lay on the floor, discipline long abandoned by the Jakari who waited, too fearful to abandon their duty entirely, but too disheartened to care about it either. This had become very dull assignment indeed. This is crazy. Yeah, it's very well written. Like yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, like it's smooth. The sound of human stepped echoed upon the long stone staircase, heavy and plodding. Gerard had several drinks and refreshment to those guards through the long cycles, working with other human slaves to provide for every need, regardless of the hour. Ten long cycles of the captured sons above. By his reckoning, something like five Terran days, they had striven to serve the increasingly hostile guards with no firm ending in sight. No, no, he silently chastised himself. Don't think like that. There were no more before, no Terran days, no Imperium, no life in an angry hub, nothing. Remember to, nothing to remember. No world before this. It only made it hurt more to remember that there was time before the life of service and fear. Gerard refocused himself, taking care of the trays of drinks. The guards had grown more cruel as they had grown more bored, complaining about the dull tasks they had been set. Each of the slaves who had been served them now bore cuts, regardless of if they had actually failed in some way or not. It would not go well for him if, they gave, if he gave them any excuses to really torment him. He could hear them before he saw them, speaking in their horrific mel melodic tongue. He had learned the basics quickly, although he had just as quickly learned to never speak it. His crass pronunciation of the language had enraged the first and last master he had tried that with. He still couldn't fully close his jaw where the bones had never healed properly. <laughs> Here comes a little rodent, one snarled to the other as Gerard reached the top steps. Cold eyes turned to study him, ghastly thin, figures that human eyes would struggle to separate from the shadows cast about them. Their jet black armor would have camouflaged them where they're not if any unarmored or deathly pale faces. Cold eyes just slightly too over for human proportions, gently pointed ears and angular cheeks. They almost, they looked almost cruelly angelic, highlighted in the dark. Oh, that's a good line. I like that. That's really nice. Yeah. This is very nicely written. I can't even. I, I'm a must. I'm a must. Yeah. yeah. The graceless movement of the slave was infuriating. The clumsily, noisy way it made space on the table for the drink, drink trays. The crystal clinked against the carved metallic messages cylinders that had sat unopened amongst the remnants. The messengers who had delivered them had been barred from attempting to go further into their master's chamber by the sealed Mistresses. doors. Mistresses. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's the difference, I suppose. <laughs> Depends what you're into. <laughs> That's a different word, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and barred from ripping the pull cord for attention by the omnipresent guards. The collection of messages had grown amongst them, even for a cylindric marked with the seal of the Archon. The stewards of those mass or of those missives had been the most belligerent of all, but their threats and complaints had gained them no special access. So complete and uncompromising had the instruction for privacy been that it extended even to his own father's servants. Like all others, they were told to leave the cylinders and be gone. Gerard kept his eyes down, stayed focused on the task at hand. Gather up, use glasses, and get back down the stairs, was his only thought. He only wanted to get back to the comparative safety of the servant's pass, which riddled the great tower. At least those in discrete pathways, servants could somewhat be sure that they would not be assaulted unexpectedly. The masters would never debase themselves by using servant paths. All around him, the whispering song of the master's language echoed, and what he understood 
scared him. They were angry, frustrated that they were still here, bored. Suddenly, the atmosphere changed. Gerard glanced up despite himself, as with the sound of silk brushing against silk, the guards moved, each snatching up their rifles from where they had been carelessly left and standing at attention. Gerard froze as he strained to hear what the thick, with his thick human ears, the sound that had been caused the sudden response of these bored guards. From some way down the great winding staircase, he had heard a rapid clinking sound. The sound of bone tips striking stone steps. Another click. Gerard grabbed his tray and shrunk as far against the closest wall as he could. Another click. He felt himself begin to tremble. Another click. He wanted to scream, to cry, to throw himself upon the floor. Gerard frantically shot, swallowed down the bile that had ris risen in his throat as the sound of clicking bone came to a stop terrifyingly close to him. The sound of exposed bone tapping on the stone came to an end as the court homunculus reached the landing. His ancient frail form was given unnatural height by the eight protruding bone spurs upon which he walked. Oh, fuck. That's cool. They ran in parallel down his, ex ex they ran in parallel down his exposed upper spine, reaching down to the floor. While the homunculus was of the same race as the Jakari guards, who stood silently watching him, he had long ago shaped himself far beyond them. Holy fuck, this is so good. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, over long millennia, he had carved and grown himself through multiple evolutionary surgeries into a figure of stunning beauty. In silhouette, he might be mistaken for an arachnid grown to horrific size rather than a drukari. Long bone limbs had been carefully grown from what had once been his ribs, bending and stretching them back and down. Now supplemented with joints and exposed iron muscle, they supported his restructured body. His internal organs relocated to a carefully crafted growth of muscle and armored keratin on his back. This arrangement of bones and organs allowed him to corset his waist down to disturbingly unnatural proportions. Ah, oh, get cinched, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> uh, a few vestigial limbs hung limply from one shoulder. The inevitable result of numerous reincarnations and long atrophied legs swayed beneath him. Holy shit, Mark. This is cool. Canrick. <laughs> um, uh, Conrick. Conrick. Conrick had heard them rushing about as he had ascended the stairs, leaping up and where they had doubtless been lounging, snatching up their splinter rifles, standing to attention. Even over the sound of the clumsy slave thing, he had heard them. His, natu his naturally superior hearing augmented by three additional sets of auditory organs he had long ago grafted onto himself from some interesting hunter species he had once dissected. He steepled the fingers onto two of his sets of hands before his thin face and peered at the guards who stood before him. Reaching under his robes and another, reaching under his no robes with another, he produced a message cylinder marked with the Archon sigil. Our Lord has grown impatient with his daughter's, with his daughter's dalliance. <laughs> I got another word for that. Um, <laughs> said Karen, uh, Conrick, sorry, uh, with a voice like paper tearing. Uh, you will open the chamber at once. Oh, shit. It was clear from his tone how far beneath himself he felt his task was. At the Lord's, impatience, at the Lord's impatient insistence, he had been sent to deliver in person this message and return with his daughter, or at least a reply. 
where lesser messengers could be ignored, someone as high ranked as the court homunculus could not. Sir, we cannot, stammered one of the guards, a discreet augmentation of his shoulder pad, denoting him as a senior guard, a position he probably regretted holding on at this moment. It is sealed from within by the mistress uh, Asuride herself. We are, forbidden from, we are forbidden from allowing her to be disturbed for any reason. With a sharp rap of movement, Conric rushed forward to his bone appendages, rushed forward on his bone appendages. This is not for any reason. This is for his lordship's reason. I am sent on his order to deliver his missive. Each sentence was punctuated with a sharp hiss through iron-tipped teeth. I do not have the time for games of children. Good sir, I cannot disobey her, but, but, but the guard stammered. He would not, we would not dare obstruct you in carrying out your own instruction. Condric snar snarled. Of course, this coward would not risk his mistress's wrath by actually doing anything himself. However, he would allow Conric to debase himself further by ringing her chamber bell like a common messenger servant. He fixed the guard for a moment, committing his face to memory for later torment. Such a slight would not be forgotten. You would dare not obstruct. You would dare not obstruct me, like you have obstructed our lord's other messages. Conric leant closer. So you are the reason our lord has been forced to send me. I shall remember why my time has been wasted. The guard knew there was no response to this, trapped as he was between the conflicting egos of his betters. The smoothly stepped, he smoothly stepped to one side, hoping the court homunculus would simply summon some response from within the chamber. At least that should finally bring this long, dull vigil to an end. Conric did indeed reach past the unfortunate guard and pull firmly upon the long, undisturbed cord. The sounds of a gong echoed through the landing, which would be mirrored by a similar sound within the sealed chambers ahead. He positioned himself in front of the doors, tapping one spinal protrusion upon the floor in a performative display of impatience. God, this is good language. Uh, <laughs> his simmering anger began to grow as the time dragged. He distracted himself by thinking of various ways he would express his displeasure upon the quivering nerve endings of the impudent guard. No response was forthcoming, no sound of unlocking. The vast doors remained sealed, uncaring of the risen wrath of the waiting homunculus. With a repressed sense of humiliation, he reached for the cord once again and pulled. His anger had reached new heights as the echo of the gong faded away. I will teach this spoiled offspring what happened to those who waste the time of a homunculus. He ceased to himself. Perhaps next time she finds herself in need of reincarnation, she will find herself blessed with an unexpected complication, maybe a vestigial limb or a malformed leg. <laughs> <laughs> from within his robes conric withdrew a crystalline rod his mark of office inlaid with arcane technologies it was key to all the secrets of his lord's domain even to the very locks of his children's innermost chambers his limited patience exhausted he pressed the end flat to the doors before him a shock of blue lines raced up its tip to the hinges, hinges themselves, and a creaking sound was heard as an ancient locking mechanisms were overridden, slaves to the ancient code within the rod. Locks cracked as they retreated from within and released the imposing doors. Now free of restraint, they would open easily. So perfectly balanced were the hinges that the slightest touch would swing inward. They would swing inward. 
It was to Conrick's surprise then when they failed to do so, Eve, and even resisted when he began to press harder. Hmm, someone's on the other side. Um, you gods, he mentioned towards the non-compliant doors, force these open. Driven as much now by curiosity and as fear of the arachnid fig figure commanding them, they responded. First two, then four, pressed against each of the doors before the slowly, they slowly started to shift, pushing inward, a crack appearing through which the flickering light within could bleed. With a stumble, the doors swung open and the guards had to catch themselves. One fell forward onto his hands with the suddenness of the movement. The doors had shifted suddenly for they had overturned the mound of corpses which had been piled up against them from within. <laughs> the guard had fallen desperately, crawled backwards as the vicious gray liquid which had pulled beneath the corpses began to seep into the reception landing. The chamber beyond was lit by floating globes of green and blue fire, which cast the scene in an unnatural mockery of movement. Bodies of Drukhari lay about the inner chamber and as far back into the private rooms and alcoves as, as could be discerned in the flickering light. All of them hung lifelessly, eyes glazed over, many with multiple putrefying wounds. Some had clearly tried to run from the chamber door for the chamber doors, while others had been overcome where they lay by whatever had killed them. Conric peered into the chambers as around him the guards clutched their splinter rifles and nervously surveyed the sight of carnage before them. Behind him, he heard the slave thing lose control and wretch onto the floor. He casually made a mental note to dissect the animal to discover if this was some sort of acid producing defense response. Well, said Conric, this is a problem. <laughs> That's oh. it. That's the end. What a story. Wow. I want more. Yeah. I want fucking, I want them to fuck. I want the party <laughs> to continue. I want to see the violence. I'm left hanging, man. This is a cock tease. Yeah, geez, this whole thing was fantastic. Um, so I, at the very end, I was thinking, was it demons that broke into the chambers? Mm. But uh, then they talk about that animal. Um, what do you think killed these fucks? No, he's referring to the animal to the slave, right? Behind mm. the, the slave thing, lose control and rush into the floor. He made a mental note to dissect the animal, discover ah. some sort of acid producing response. Yeah, because the guy, the slave is vomiting. So he's like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm yeah, yeah. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, so, so I, I, I was kind of thinking demons just because of that whole putrid rot thing. Yeah, I mean, or it could be the mistress, right? It's her, it's her chamber, right? Did I yeah. miss that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, could it be her? Is that something Maybe. that she would be capable of? Um, yeah there might be some weird dark elder poisons that do it but well it's it's meant to be an orgy right that was the whole yeah. point so it's obviously yeah. all gone wrong maybe this is how she fucks she's like a lady spider right she fucks and kills <laughs> yeah that could be a thing yeah 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 okay i like that too that's how i interpreted it that's okay. I, I thought it was her and, and like this is all her doing to get her kicks off right <laughs> i like it that's nice because we both came out with two different things i thought somebody mm. kind of like ambushed um and then yeah you thought it was her so either one's nice yeah, please tell me this person's name because they fucking killed this. This is oh, awesome. Oh yes, okay. Um, Honestly, you took you do you took the time to write this. You perfected yeah. it. The language is smoothing. It's just really immersive. It was a pleasure to read. Honestly. Yeah, I like the one little bit with um, 
the Dark Eldar language, and he's like, I learned a little bit of Dark Eldar language, but I quickly learned not to say it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the perspective of the guard as he comes up with the cylinders, he's like refreshing the drinks. And he's kind yeah. of has, has all these observations of his environment, like through his eyes is really interesting. And the description of the homunculus is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that written down too. And like when he's approaching the click, click of yeah. just the the bone spider legs coming off his battle boss or body. Yeah. His battle body. Yeah. His I mean. battle body is sexy fucking battle, battle bud. body. Dad bud. Yeah, he's got like okay. organs and fucking bones everywhere. And yeah, <laughs> William. William wrote oh. it, so <laughs> I know William. Yeah, of all the yeah. Williams, uh, yeah, Thanks William, me. great job. There, there's <laughs> your fame to claim. <laughs> Hope to differentiate. Don't think yeah. can, that's okay. any William can now claim they wrote this. Congratulations. <laughs> your name is William. Claim credit. The first William to claim this. Yes. Oh man, no, I really enjoyed this. Like you said, like as soon as we ended, we're like we. I think I need some more. <laughs> no, yeah, I want to know. Where, I want to see the mistress. That's what. Yeah. I, that's what's missing from here. I want to find out because I think that's the key to this. Yeah, at the very beginning of this story, he put the title and then he did CP one. So it looks like he is writing chapters. Yeah, you're right. Ah. Um, so maybe when I email him, he'll have a bunch more that he can send in, and we will get answers hopefully. Finish this story. You are a very good writer and I want to know what happens. And you got to bring me on for the next one. I want to read the next one. I'm curious yeah, yeah. now. I'm invested. Yeah. I'm invested. I'm fucking invested. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a fantastic story. So a red hand weeps. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, you know, yeah, we need more because it's clearly... What does that mean? Right. It's I a total cocktease. You got my dick hard with all these orgy talk. We're going fucking full, <laughs> full hedonistic fucking death orgy oh. torture shit. And then yeah. it's like the payoff is just corpses. It's like, oh, <laughs> which is nice. Don't get me wrong. We can still fuck the corpses, but <laughs> party's well, not over. <laughs> thank you, fancy. Oh, this is a treat. This is really good. I enjoyed yeah. this. Just, um, I'm just reading his email. Mm-hmm. Is there any more information? I saw you are potentially open to short pieces for the future listener, Lord, so I thought mm-hmm. I would take a shot and share a story with you. I shall not try to give it too much away, but it's saying it's a Drakari locked room mystery. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun. In a society full of death and potential reincarnation, how do you kill someone when they could come back to life? And how do you narrow down the range of suspects when everyone is a murderous Drakari? It's a murder mystery. Yeah. It's a fucking murder mystery. <laughs> it could be a demon. It could be a mistress. It could be fucking Jared for all we know. Oh, right? God, like, no. Ah! <laughs> I trusted him. Uh, sick. I would have said, too. Let's go. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, hopefully you will reach out to us. You'll listen and reach out. This was incredible. I can't wait to read more. This is really good. This is a lot better than a lot of them. Honestly, it's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a couple that are just fantastic i'll give yeah i'll give a favorite my favorite one if you haven't listened listen to episode 50 everyone go back listen to it it's, okay it's fantastic five so, zero 50 five zero yes sir all right cool cool yeah cool. it's awkward if these people are just professional authors that just like you know just happen to like you and this is what they do uh, yeah some people yeah i was talking about it on like another episode where it's like my hobby is in 40k is modeling. You know, that's where I get my dicky sticky where you mm-hmm. kind of like video or the more the video games and gaming aspect, you know, mm-hmm. some people just like writing and that's their niche in yeah. the hobby. Yeah. And it's cool when clearly you get these good authors. It's like holding up that uh, golden demon fucking miniature, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just glad you have a platform to kind of explore these things just to showcase these things. Because to steal. Yeah. All these stories are s- submitted by me, by the way. 
<laughs> you wrote all of them. You wrote yeah. every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Is your name William Highway? Nice to meet you. Pseudonyms. Fucking no, William's a way better speaker and writer than you, Mark, and speller. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, that's this episode of Lorehammer Listener Lord. Dylan, thank you for joining. William, thanks for writing. Thanks for tolerating. It's good to talk to everyone again. Hopefully bring me back soon. This has been fun. Yeah, don't forget to uh, submit your lore and uh, support the Patreon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.